Acts chapter 27. If you have your Bibles, turn with me for just a few moments tonight. Acts chapter 27. I want to begin reading with verse number 41. Acts chapter 27 and verse number 41. And the Bible said, And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground. And the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable. But the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. And the soldiers counseled was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. And the rest, everybody say, and the rest, and the rest. Some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass, everybody say, it came to pass, that they escaped all. Everybody say all. They escaped all safe to land. Chapter 28, verse 1, And when they were escaped, it reiterates the fact that they had made it. Amen. They had made it. It didn't look like it, but they did. I said it didn't look like it. But they did. They made it. Some on broken pieces of the ship and some on boards. But it doesn't really matter how you get there. Just as long as you get there. Amen. Put your Bibles down. Join hands with somebody and pray with me right now that God would help us for the next few moments. God, I love you tonight. I ask you to help me. I don't want to be cute. I don't want to try to impress someone with my knowledge, God. I want the Holy Ghost. I want the Holy Ghost to settle upon this place right now. God, let your will be done in this service. Let your will be done in this place to In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Everybody clap your hands with me one more time and let's praise Him. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. I preach tonight to those who may be on the verge or the margin of despair. For those who stand at that thin line that marks the boundary between your sanity and insanity. For those who feel like they have taken all they can take and they've lost all they can lose and you've suffered as many setbacks as you can handle, I come with a word from the Lord tonight and I have an assignment from God to you. This story in Acts chapter 27 is a story that has a personal interest to all of us. 
When I read it, it speaks to me. Because we all can relate. Because the storms of life come to all of us. And we all suffer the effects and have felt the effects of storms of some kind in our life. For Paul, things had gone from bad to worse. On his way to Rome to preach the gospel. In a ship with men who were determined to not listen to his counsel. What does a preacher know about what we're doing anyway? You know, it's strange there's still that kind of attitude in the world today. What could a preacher know about my life? And yet in warning them, he could not stop them. And so they journeyed on. And the thing that Paul was depending on to get him through to Rome was going through a severe storm and test. Life was rough for Paul and these others that were on board that ship. It was tough sailing. Things were hard to come by. It seemed that everything was rocking that could be rocking. And literally things had come to a place where they were out of control. Nothing was staying put. Everything was upside down. And you know that there are times like that in life when you cannot find comfort anywhere. You would like for things to be better, but they're not. You would be the first one to think that, God, if you are with me, how could life be so rough? And how could life be so hard? How could God be with me and I be so troubled? And how could God be with me and I be dealing with so many issues and problems? How could God be with me and I be struggling so hard to survive? How could God be with me and I be so sick? And then to make matters worse, this ship, that he was traveling on, that he was counting on to get him through, became mired in the sand, and it began to break apart. And as storms had the tendency to do, things started coming unraveled. For Paul and the others, they watched as that boat that had carried them so far on their journey began to be dismantled by the waves. Have you ever felt like life was coming apart for you? Have you ever been in a place in your life when you were counting on something to get you through? And just when you counted on it the most, it began to fall apart. Life is much like that for many. We work as hard as we can, but... It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't change anything. Try as you may try, but you cannot hold back the wind and you cannot stem the tide. Believe as strongly as you want to believe, but the winds keep howling and the storm keeps raging. 
What do you do when you can't hold it together any longer? What do you do when what you are counting on and depending on to carry you on through the end of your journey suddenly begins to come apart and come unraveled? You will do exactly what these men did. And that was they went into survival mode. That became the name of the game. And there are many here even tonight that maybe in the secret of your heart you are just trying to survive the situation that you are up against tonight. Whether it is financial pressure or family issues or physical problem or loss of some kind or a heavy load that you are being forced to carry. Not of your own will, but just at the fate of life. You wake up every morning wondering if I can make it through another day. It seems strange that one could be overcome by things that we ought to be able to handle. It seems strange that sailors, men who were tested in the sea, Men who were not novices at their trade were having a hard time holding it together at this moment. How could it be that people that have been so long in their journey of life, they could be struggling so hard at this juncture in their life? How could it be that someone who has lived for God so many years could be having such a hard go of it tonight. And we can't seem to get a handle on it. We can't seem to stem the tide or stop the wind. You see in our text there was a desperate effort by men to just make it through what they were going through. They were trying to avert a disaster. They were trying to avoid a tragedy. You can hear the rush and roar of the winds. You can feel the waves as they pound upon that vessel as it lodges in the sand. You can sense the wild commotion of panic as men begin to scramble trying to figure out what are we going to do next and how are we going to escape. That was uppermost in their mind. We've got to get off of this thing. We've got to survive. We cannot die in this storm. We cannot let this be the end of our life. And so it is sometimes with us. You'd like to run away, but there's no place to run away to. You want things to get back to normal, but the harder you try and the more you pray, the more abnormal life becomes. You want your life to resume some kind of routine, but nothing that you do can help get it back in the mode that you would like to see it in. And then it began to break up. And many, no doubt, thought it was the end. Many of them, no doubt, looked around and thought, well, this is how my life is going to end. This is not how I envisioned it. This is not what I thought was going to be. It was lights out. And it was for these men the end of their journey. But as the word of God had assured them, 
None of them would perish. Not one of them would die. And none of them did. They all survived. Everybody said they all survived. Everybody on the ship. Not a part of them, not a partial of them, not just a few of them, not just the skilled among them, not just the best swimmers, but the Bible says that all of them survived the storm and they all made it safe to shore. Some on board, some on broken pieces of the ship. Much like Paul's journey. Our journey through life is often fraught with trouble and we suffer loss. I don't know anybody in this building tonight that has not had some kind of loss in your journey of life. Many of you have lost family members, not only by death, but by divorce and separation. Some of you have lost friends along the journey. Some of you have lost your savings. Some of you have lost a marriage. Some of you have lost position. There are a few among us that have lost our health. And there are some who thought that the job that they so loved was going to see them through to the end of their life. And they would be able to retire. And then the storm come. And everything turned upside down. Their companions that there that that were thought that were going to be there forever, and yet we laid them to rest, not realizing that life was going to end that way. There are some of you sitting here tonight that thought if you could just get that house, that was the house of your dream, but you may be struggling tonight just to pay the note on that house, and you're just trying to keep it together. Let me remind all of you tonight in this building that life will try you and it will press your staying power. It will push you to the point to see whether or not you are determined to make it no matter what it takes and no matter what you have to do. I want to tell you tonight that when you are in the storm, you can't see very far. And when you can see any distance, it's usually distorted. And I guarantee you tonight that you will never be in a storm and be comfortable. And you will never be in a storm and feel at ease. It's a difficult time. It's hard to maneuver. It's scary at moments. And you can become desperate even like these men. And I would be a fool to tell you that nothing was lost. There was a lot of things that were lost that night. There was much that was left in the sea and lost in the sea. But what I want you to know is the most important cargo made it to shore. Yes, there was a lot that was left there on the banks of that sea. But there were men who survived because God said they would survive. I have come to preach tonight that the ship you've been traveling on may not retain its original form. You may not get to the end of your life traveling on the vessel you've been used to traveling on. But I've come to also tell you that you can still make it even if it's on a piece or a partial part of what you had to begin with. 
When the ship was broken up, they still made it. When the ship was in pieces, they still made it. Life may not look for you the same as it once looked, but you can still make it. And God sent me to tell somebody here tonight that though life may have taken from you some important thing, you still have the most important thing, and that is your soul and your family. And you ought to reach out to God right now and thank Him for that and praise Him for that. Hallelujah. I don't mean to be so passionate, but I have felt such a burden today for this service that I can't describe to you what I'm trying to preach to you. There are many of us sitting here today that do not have with us what we once had. When we look around at our life, there's a lot of things that are missing. It's not like we thought it was going to be. It's not how we planned it to be. But I've come to tell you that in spite of your losses, you can still make it. In spite of what's broken up, your home, your family, your wealth, your future may seem to be in doubt. But I've come to tell you it's not in doubt. As long as God is here, God's going to take care of me. And God's going to help me get through whatever it is that I'm going through right now. There are many of us sitting here tonight that do not have going for us what we used to have going for us. We just don't have it. We look around in our life and we see all that's missing. We used to have this going for us and we had that going for us and we had a positive outlook on life. We had a positive attitude about things and, and now the least little thing gets us turned in a negative bent and it takes us days and weeks to get out of it. We used to stand and proclaim to other people to have faith in God and to trust God and now we're just struggling to try to get where we're at right now. We're having a hard time keeping our head up sometimes but I've come to tell you That though you may not have what you used to have, and you may not be the man or the woman you used to be, you still have enough with you right now to be saved. And you have enough to make it all the way through. And you ought to thank God for that. That no storm can destroy my life and take away from me what is most important. And that is my soul. You may not be the woman that you used to be, but you can still make it. You may not have the things you started out with, but you can make it with what you've got left. Did you hear me? You can make it with what you have left. You had the same ideas that I had when I first started living this life. I was going to have a marriage, and marriage was going to be perfect. And I was going to have kids and my kids were going to be perfect. And I was going to find a trade or a job or have a ministry or something that would support me. And I wouldn't have to struggle. Life doesn't always turn out the way we think it is. Life is not perfect in that sense. There are things that have gone wrong on the journey. And there are things that we have lost along the way. There are things that we don't have that we once had. But I've come to tell you that I still have enough to make it all the way through. 
And I may not be the man that I was, but I'm enough man still to reach out and take hold of what God has left for me and say, you know what? Whatever it takes, I'm going to make it. I don't care if I have to swim. I don't care what I've got to do to get there. I am going to make it. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. How many of you have suffered heartbreak and loss and you've had failures and disappointment and you've been through disasters and death? I've walked with many of you through those times. I've held your hand at moments when you didn't know what to say and neither did I. And all we could do was shed tears together. But I'm here to tell you that in spite of everything that's missing from your life and you look around and you say, well, I wish it was like this and I wish they were here and I wish this one was here and I wish it was like this and I wish we could go back. The fact is we are what we are and we are where we are. And I've come to tell somebody that you can still make it with what you've got left. It may not be much and it may not look like much, but God said you can make it. And if God said you can make it, you can make it. Hallelujah. Remember that things may be lost, but your destiny is not lost. What you started with may not last all the way. You may not be able to take it with you the whole journey, but you've still got enough to make it. You've still got enough to make it. Some of us spend a whole lot of our life lamenting the things that we don't have anymore, wishing we could go back. It would be nice if we could, but we can't. It would be good if you would just wake up and realize that if you'd reach out, there's enough around you right now that can get you through. Amen. That ship began to break apart. Everything Paul had counted on, everything he had relied on to get him to Rome was going to pieces before his eyes. Everything was shattered and splintered. Things were being tossed here and there. People were being shoved from one side to the other. The next thing they know, they're in the water. And all they knew to do was swim or reach for something that will help you stay afloat. But you've got to make it through. And Paul proved to those men, and God proves to us today, that no matter how severe the storm, and no matter what the storm takes from you, and no matter what the storm breaks apart in your life, there's still enough left in your life to get you through to the other side. And there's still enough grace in God. There's still enough love in God. There's still enough help in God to get you where you need to go tonight. Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody tonight, I want you to listen to me right now. If I've ever been in the will of God, I'm in the will of God right now. But you can make it on broken pieces. You can make it on broken pieces. You can make it on boards. If you have to, you can make it on that. You don't have to have a perfect job to be able to take care of your family and support your family and do what you can and pay your bills. You don't have to have the perfect job to do that. You just need to be thankful that you've got something to hold on to. And it may not be what I want it to be. And it may not be what it used to be. But it's enough to get me through. 
You don't have to have the perfect mate to have a good marriage. Oh, hello. You don't have to have the perfect mate to have a good marriage. I get so sick of some of this stuff I hear people complain about. Well, he ain't this and she ain't that and she don't do this and she, he did. You know what? Get your thumb out of your mouth and quit sucking on that bottle and realize that you're not any more perfect than they are and you don't have to have a perfect marriage or a perfect mate to be able to have a good marriage. You're going to have to work on some things from now until the Lord comes. But be that as it may, I made up my mind a long time ago. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and we may fight and bicker a little bit every now and then, but I'm not going to let it keep me out of church. We're going to come here and settle our differences. We're going to come here and find help. We're going to come here to get what we need from God because I made up my mind. I want to make it all the way. Praise God. You don't have to have perfect people around you to have a good church. Hallelujah. I think about all the people that's come and gone through this church. You talk about a pity party. My God, I can have a pity party. And there have been some folks that I've tried to hang on to for years and couldn't hang on to them. And I'm still trying to go back and get a hold of them. And not long ago, I was driving down the road and I was lamenting some folks that had left. And the Lord rebuked me. He rebuked me. He said, you know what? If somebody leaves you, they left you because they have no part in your destiny. So quit lamenting over what you've lost And start looking at what you have left. Listen folks. You're not going to make it on what was. You're going to make it on what is. Did you get that? You're not going to. Well well, it used to be. Get over it. It ain't that way anymore. But whatever it is right now. Is enough for me to make it through. Whatever there is left here is enough for us to have a great church and a growing church and a revival church. You say, well, Brother Hughes, I don't understand. Neither do I. But they left him, and if they left him, they'll leave me and they'll leave you. Why not just let God be God and say, you know what? I started out on this journey, and I'm not going to turn back now. I'm not going to give up now. I'm not going back now. I'm not going to turn around now. I'm going to the other side and instead of me whining about what I don't have I'm going to start thanking God for what I do have 
and reach out and grab hold of what I have and start using it to help me get where God's trying to take me. Some of you ought to reach over and grab your family tonight as imperfect as it is and say, you know what, we're going to make it to the other side. There's some husbands need to reach over and grab their wife and say, you know what, as mean as I can be sometimes and as hard as you can be to get along, we're going to make it. Oh, we don't have anybody like that in this church, Brother Hughes. No, we don't. Just a figment of my imagination. Hey, life ain't what it used to be, folks. I've whined about it, cried about it, until I think God's sick of hearing me. That's why he led me to this story. And he said, you don't have to have the whole thing to get there. If you just have a piece, you can still get to the other side. So you know what? I'm going to take the hand of my wife. I'm going to join the hands of my children. And whether we're perfect or not, we're going to make it. Amen. I'm going to reach out and take your hand. And whether we're perfect or not, we're going to make it. Yeah. Because there's enough left here for us to make it. There's enough remaining. It wasn't what it used to be, but it was enough. Amen. She ain't what she used to be, but she's enough. He ain't what he used to be, but he's enough. Hey, you're not going to trade her in or trade him in and get something better. Y'all didn't come for this tonight, did you? Amen. Sometimes in life you just have to reach out for what's there and know that it will take you where you need to go. Do I like it? No. Nobody likes a storm. Nobody likes it when life goes to pieces. Nobody likes it when everything falls apart. But you know what? Whatever happens in life, we can make it with what's left. You see, if you've got a little bit of faith, you can make it. If you just have a little bit of faith. If you just have a little bit of love, you can make it. If you just have a little bit of strength, you can make it. If you just have a little bit of hope, you can make it. If you just have a little bit of courage, you can make it. Don't think that a little bit cannot get you where you need to go. Because it can. Things had never been as bad as they were. That mama would go into that kitchen. She would open that pantry. Look in there and watch that meal dwindle down, 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 down. She went over to that cruise where it was, had always been so full of oil and she watched the marks as it started going down, down, down. Nothing changed. Life just kept getting worse and things kept going downhill. 
until she got to that point where all she had left was enough for one more meal. All she had was enough for one more meal. And it just so happened that God sent a man of God her way to help her understand that the story isn't over yet. And if all that you have is a handful, that's enough to get you through. And if all you've got is a little cruise of oil, God said, I'll make it last. (laughs) Oh, God. You see, you don't have to have everything to be saved. You just have to use what you've got. Grab a board and keep on going. I want to tell somebody one more time that you can make it with what you have left. You say, well, my family's not what it used to be. You can still make it. You say, my marriage isn't what it used to be. You can still make it. You can say, my job is drying up, but you can still make it. You can still make it. You can say, Brother Hughes, I don't have a job, but you can still make it. Yes, you you can still make it. You say, I don't like it. Well, I don't either, but you can still make it. You can say it's unfair. I know it is, but you can still make it. You, you, you can say, well, well, God, why me? You can still make it. I don't care what's been broken. I don't care what's been torn apart. You can make it on what's left. If you won't give up and you won't turn back and you won't walk away. Amen. You see, God has promised to see us through. But he didn't tell us how he was going to see us through. God promised to keep us. But he didn't tell us all the ways he was going to have to keep us. And God has assured us that we can make it. But he didn't tell us the way that we would have to travel to make it. Listen to me tonight, and I'm closing. Don't think that you have to preserve things that are only temporary. You see, God didn't promise that the ship would make it. He just promised Paul and those men that they would make it. So the temporary things that we depend on to get us where we want to go sometimes vanish and evaporate. But you can still make it. Amen. You can still make it. You can make it when everybody walks away from you. You can make it when your family forsakes you. You can make it when your job puts the pink slip on you. You can make it. You can make it. Because God said you could make it. Amen. And they all made it to shore. Some on board. Some on pieces of the ship. Doesn't matter how you make it. You just have to make it. Let's stand together.